Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we are honored to have our guest, Myra Romano. Many times we've talked about her impact, what a fan she is of the Nailed It Wall, and all of her support throughout the year. It's going to be a great episode. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 45 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. And I'm Myra. <laughs> yes, she is here. Well, yeah. not really. We are, we are back, respect the social bubbles. We are recording this podcast via Zoom. Shout out to Zoom again. Yes. Uh, this is a, a, a normal way of life. And apparently, after Doug Ducey's announcement in Arizona, it's going to be a continued way of life. Yeah. I have not yet told my kids the news. Uh, I, I do not have it in me uh, because my son is just itching to see his buddies there. But yeah. as we, we'll, we'll come back to that. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough pill to swallow, people. But as we start off every episode, we want to talk about how did we nail it this week, Schofield? How did you nail it this week? I really should have mentally prepared for this. I would say for me, probably. Um, oh, I, I got notes. I mean, I took yeah. notes. I can go first if you need a hot minute. Uh, do you want to jump in, Myra? I don't care. It's up okay, to you. Go ahead. Yeah, take it away. I'm a little tense, so. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. All right, so failed it. My wallet got stolen <gasps> at UT at 75th and Deer Valley last Saturday. I was on the other side of that big, my big Yukon. And I had taken my visa out and then popped it back in and just laid it on my passenger side seat. And I went to go to Walmart and pay for the groceries. And I was like, son of a gun, my wallet's gone. They got my wallet at the QT. So that set in effect a whole chain of uh, they took my driver's license. I had no cash because I never have cash. But yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't even need my wallet for that because no. there's none. It was my driver's license that proved to be the hardest to um, re, you know, get because mm-hmm. of COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, everything, the BMV is shut down. And I don't have my driver's license number because I'm not that prepared to, to have that. I just don't have that. So... <laughs> I was unable to get my driver's license um, replaced, and it's been an issue since then. Um, I have finally come to find out that the way you can get your driver's license number is through your insurance company, like Progressive. If you call and cry, they'll help you. Oh, note to self. I'm going to have to try that. I got a paper license coming in the mail, but that was the hardest thing to get rid of. Did we, did we catch the person? Did we get him on QT or is there, we got a sick bond on him on bottom. will be on the the trail. She'll hunt this person down. I didn't get in it, but I caught it soon enough that they didn't even get to use my visa. So it was, that was, I guess the driver's license was the hardest part of it all, but it kind of made a chain effect from there with no driver's license. It's a brutal feeling. It's super violating. And you know, the good thing is, is it's really bad when you can't find your wallet. So you have that unknown, like, did I lose it? Did someone take it? It kind of helps if you know someone just like legit straight up stole it. I knew Um, right away because I hadn't gone anywhere other right from QT to Walmart to get the groceries. mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, the cashier was so sweet. Um, she's like, holy macaroni. And she <laughs> Is that a direct quote? Yeah. 
she paid for my groceries and I Venmoed her the money because what? I used, yeah, it, it was all types of like, so there was a lot of with the nailed and failed and I had a lot of support. From Talk about some good people in the world there. Oh my you gosh, know? That some really good is news. Amazing. Like uh, John Krasinski would love this story. I know he you would. Know? I am so touched by that. Kudos to that yeah. person. Even then I went to Culver's and I'm like, I can use my Apple Pay. And they were like, we don't take Apple Pay. And then the manager came over and she's like, well, we'll foot your $51 bill for six people to eat here. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> Oh my goodness, gee, Culver's. A lot of help, so that wow. was really nice. I love this. I'm like, I'm getting pumped up already with the good news here, and, and you told us you had no stories to tell. Wow, uh, Schofield, how can you how can you talk that? I nailed can't. It? I would like to just go on. I should never have let you go first. That was a huge Sorry, mistake. That was a failed it on my part. Yeah, no, you're good. So. I would say for me, as Rob knows, my dad's car has been like a, a source of stress for me because we brought it back from California spring break, right? Um, and it needed to have something done with it, but I didn't know what. I just know that I dragged something from California to here uh, and I, a part of it fell out. And so I knew that seemed like it needed to go back, but I didn't know exactly what that was. So we dropped it off at this person or this guy's auto body shop. Is that what you call it? Um, and he's been really cool, but it's been, it's been in the shop for a while. It's been in the shop for a while, but I'm happy to report. I finally was able to like connect with, <laughs> with the guy and we got it in time for Ella to take that down to the DMV yesterday and she got her license. And so it's a big deal to have my dad's car on the road, you know, with my daughter. And it was just like a, such a celebration feeling for me and a huge sense of relief. Is that the Audi that sits in your driveway? No need to say. <laughs> okay, I would just like to say to my listeners, you know, like, yes, but it was my dad's car. I love it. Yeah. No, that I makes know. my heart so happy. The whole thing around. That's all I was meaning. I'm yeah. glad. I mean, definitely that was not my first car I got to drive. Let me right. tell you, it was not, a, you know, but it, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. And it was cool because the guy that um, worked on it, he said when I picked it up a couple of times, what a good, solid, reliable car it's going to be for oh, her, which made totally. me feel super, safe. super, yeah, safe. safe. And that made me happy as she's wanting to drive off last night to Chick-fil-A and in and out. And I was like, even I don't even want to go to those driveways, you know, that was just the worst. because, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit tough for any driver. So anyway, that was a huge celebration. And I feel like I persevered. <laughs> I came out okay through it. I mean, I was kind of a mixed, nailed it, failed it, but that's mine. Sweet. That was a pretty good one. Uh, congratulations to Ella. Yeah, it's <laughs> exciting. Know, great start to her driving career. Um, I'm jealous. Uh, Ryan now wants an Audi when he gets to high school. So no you've totally raised the bar. Um, yeah. So I, I'm feeling a lot of pressure already. I'm, I'm starting to save up your Audi right now, Ryan, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> uh, my nail that is, as we talked about, parents just having to be creative. Yesterday, we had a rare cool day in Arizona. And so much of my things are just family related, the kids related, just because that's who we're with 24 seven in this crazy time, you know, and it was breezy day yesterday. And I took the kids, we had a picnic by the lake, you know, like we, we had our lunch boxes. I wrote like school notes in there, just like Aww. we would for a regular school day. And then, uh, you know, we took the kites out. So we had the kites flying and, and Mackenzie had this one kite flying. I, I 
probably for 20 minutes straight. And the wow. thing was, the thing was up there and she was just doing tricks and it was just so fun. And then I told someone, they're like, man, I haven't heard of people flying kites since like the nineties, you know, and, uh, it was just a, it was a fun day uh, for me and the kids. And that, that was my nail. Day. Were there anybody else? Was it like anybody else out there? It's like such a good day for that. It was. And I think people were riding by the bikes. They're like, Mr. Lane, you know, so I was flying the kites and people driving cars. You know, Mackenzie's like way up there. It was crazy. I was afraid she was going to hit a power line, but then I realized there's no power lines around. This is Arizona. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It was a beautiful day for that. I mean, I like that you said it's a cool day in Arizona because it's all relative, right? But we're so, we savor anything that's like, what, under a hundred? I mean- that's the way I was this like, morning. I'm like, yeah. there's a breeze out there. I'm like, get on the bikes. So I was waiting you're for like, the kids to wake up, you know? And Yeah. You're like, it's practically chilly. Well, yeah. you said the other day when you wanted to go in for a night swim that you're like, it was chilly. Was just, yeah. <laughs> we all have different, we have different, you know, uh, uh, thresholds for what's cool and what's hot at this point. So. Well, I think we got to address the elephant in the room. Yesterday, Governor Ducey uh, announced that schools will not be open until August 17th. And we were talked about this. We went on break on March 17th, and this was going to be a, we're going to be at six months by the time our kids have left the classroom and are physically in the classroom with teachers. And they've also announced that remote learning can start on August 3rd, Mm -hmm. which is a tough way to start any year. We talked about Meyer and Cam starting uh, high school, Mm -hmm. and it is a tough pill for everyone to swallow. Teachers, parents, uh, the world is just going crazy in Arizona. And Arizona is such a hot mess right now in terms of COVID cases. Uh, my wife works in the healthcare field and it's just a nonstop battle and just, it, it's insane. Now, Myra, what was your first reaction as a parent? Well, I had to take a really deep breath, Mr. Lane. And um, <laughs> I, I'm continuing to take those deep breaths. And, um, uh, I, oof, it, 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 totally torn, as you can tell. There's so many sides to it. And I, I don't, I'm, I don't have a good answer on that one, unfortunately. Um, COVID just, yeah. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, Myra has three boys, uh, three boys at home, and you've had a lot of together time. A lot of together time, um, and you know, two, two of them the are twins. Yeah, are twins. twins are going yeah. to eighth grade, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're they're going to be starting a big eighth grade year, Mrs. Schofield, yeah. Science Schofield, the eighth grade team. Excited about that. Cam is off the ridge, uh, playing basketball, and starting high school. And yeah. So that basketball at Ridge, you know, um, Cameron had started basketball when he was in fourth grade and had done a whole lot of basketball. Um, and so you know uh, basketball was life for a long period of time played on all the club teams and so not having basketball has been really challenging Um, like you said to the weather we can't really play basketball out there it's just too hot and you really need to be with others to play basketball. Like that's kind of it. So um, they started at Ridge. They did a very modified um, one hour basketball practice at 8.15 in the morning for mm-hmm. one hour. And it was, they had to wear masks and bring their own basketball. And it was 
basically a lot of dribbling. And so they sent out yesterday before governor's announcement that they were going to do another camp starting July 6th. And it was going to be a more intensive two hours long, 8.30 instead of 8.15. Um, but we just got the information that they can't start that either. I, I forget what the acronym is for the association that controls all of that for the schools. AIB. But yeah, they yeah. shut everything down again so it's not looking um very promising that any sports will be back in which fall. has got to be tough for cam because i'm sure he's waited to play you know high school ball for and years that's, and years that's and what he, i was getting to with fourth grade thank you mrs schofield he had been this was what he was working for since fourth grade and now it's like wow so uh, we're working to find some type of new footing. That might be the best way that I could put it. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of struggling to come up with the right words. No, I think you nailed it. And I think it's hard to. Uh, so much of uh, my kids' fall experience in our family is going to the O'Connor football games yeah. and just yeah. taking that in, like sitting in the end zone with all the teachers and my kids playing football and my daughter watching the cheerleads and it's Palm, the Palm team, mm -hmm. like really kind of sets the bar and my daughter puts on her own halftime performance and, you know, and to mm -hmm. tell my kids and be like, I don't think we're going to have high school football. And like, if they do, there's not going to be any fans. And, you know, this is the world we live in and it's, it's, it's insane that you know that you know five Friday nights out of the year like that's where we were like in that end zone watching those kids inspiring our kids you know yeah. kind of get them excited oh, yeah. and um, so it's a hard it's a hard thing to kind of understand and you know Cam's such a, a, a kid that loves basketball but not even having basketball on TV and kind of seeing this back and forth right. about the bubble they're creating in Orlando and trying to even bring that back at the highest level and you know so many players kind of going back and forth fighting um, is this safe? Is this best for everybody? And, you know, that, you know, this is, this is the time where the NBA playoffs are going on and where I'd spend my summers, you know, watching all these playoffs and, you know, that part's missing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think for, you know, I know for Cam and, and his group of friends, you know, the social aspect of the basketball, like the impromptu meetups at the park. And I know that was hard for you to navigate early on when the weather was still nice and things were kind of um it was tough to know what was the right thing to do as far as like do you let them do that do you not but it's i mean you have three boys pent up in a house since march and that's that's a lot you know i mean it's a lot and so for his you know for everybody's you know what's the balance between what's safe physically and what's right for kids you know, emotional well-being is really, really hard, I'm sure, for you to navigate as a mom, you know. Yeah, I struggled a lot, but like all of you have helped me so much because you take my texts at 10 in the morning, <laughs> like, do I let him do this? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> Is hard. this what I do at this point? Um, and, and you have helped and you have gotten the right people involved with me to help me to be able to say, and I took a breath. And uh, the other thing that I had started back in the beginning of last year was I had started reading a book called The Gratitude Diaries. And so that has been one of my biggest saviors through the whole thing was The Gratitude Diaries is this awesome book. Um, 
uh, it's all about the author spends a year living gratefully and how she transforms her marriage, family life, work and health. Uh, and it's just basically where you, you take a breath every day at a certain time and you think about what is one thing that you were grateful for today and it rebuilds your mindset and it helps you to positively grow. It's the only thing that I have been able to take through with the COVID. So like I started on 10, 8, 19 last year. And the only thing that I could get out was I made it to the gym and I made a green smoothie. (laughs) Sometimes, but yeah, that was it. And then the next day, 10, 9, I went to therapy. I go to therapy. Um, I have gone to therapy for about eight years now. And that has been another thing that has really, really helped me get through all of the things. Um, I can't speak enough to how that helps with mental health Mm -hmm. in the smallest of all issues. So the gratitude journal and therapy, uh, I've continued to do some therapy through COVID, but only like this zoom, I zoom my therapist and, um, but it helps so much. You know, for you, I've seen your stuff that you post about your gratitude things. Um, I think that there's a couple of really cool things that I've noticed that you do. Number one, you're doing your gratitude, but then you're, you're incorporating your, um, illustration gifts. And a lot of times you will illustrate the things that you're grateful for. And I think that's really cool that you're tapping into that side because I've seen you put pictures of things up that you've kind of sketched out that go along with that. And I think those are really so sweet. Thank you so much for saying that. And then my goal was like three years ago with where the kids are now, I, I, we chose when we finally were able to have kids that I would be a stay at home mom, which was a huge uh, difference for me because for the first 10 years of our marriage, I was always working full time. When I stopped working, I was a creative director for Smucker's, Jeff, uh, Crisco, you know, the jams and jellies and peanut butter back when I lived in Ohio. And it was just so uh, different not going to work and then being a full time stay at home mom. So in the last three years, now that the kids are in high school or almost in high school, I was trying to get back into, I would like to be a children's book illustrator. My degree is in fine arts, illustration and advertising. So I have, when I started the gratitude journal last year, I thought if I could write one line and illustrate that, that that would get me into back into drawing every day and then try to social media it. So no, you're, you're, you're crushing it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think like what you talked about, the social emotional health is going to be so important for parents, mm-hmm. family, yes. everyone dealing with COVID, the job loss, financial strain and these mm-hmm. kids. And it's going to be such a hard time. So I'm glad that you address that aspect because that is so important. And, uh, I have to tell you in terms of the gratitude journal, I mean, I was having a tough day with my kids. I think I might've been snapping at Ryan and all of a sudden your car pulled over and you're like, is that Mr. Lane? You know? And, uh, I, you know, I always blame Ryan, you know, like he's, he's my handful sometimes, but not that Mackenzie's not, but, uh, so we're, we're just on a scooter ride. You know, this is the beginning of it. We went to 10 days in mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I see Gavin pop out and, you know, we were still 
And out of there came this most beautiful breathe, exhale rock. And every time I walk through my door, I have that rock sitting there and I always stop to look down and it reminds me to breathe and exhale. And, you know, like that made my day there. And just, you know, just a random act of kindness where we crossed paths and I got to see Gavin from our esports club. And I told you, like I tweeted it out, like, you know, so, you know, it's just those little things in lives. Like, you know, like I love that you shared that and just, Take some time and find that positivity and what's important in life. How has the rock painting been as far as being an outlet of something? I feel like, you know, for all of us, when, when COVID hit, we got to the point where we, um, we lost a lot of our outlets, like our social outlets are, um, we lost our outlets for um, creativity in a lot of ways and just all of that. And how, so how did you decide to put so much into the rock painting? Like, how did you get back into that? Or have you always been doing that? I hadn't always been rock painting and I still feel a little bit funny when people are like, Hey, what you doing? I'm like, I'm painting rock. <laughs> <laughs> It just sounds a little like you got a pet rock. Oh, no, they're beautiful. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, how did you it, get into that? It happened that it was just a couple days into quarantine, and Mike and I had been walking to um, potentially have a hot minute out the house away from the boys, and so we would go on three mile long walks, and we rounded the corner and uh, of our neighborhood park and i had just seen they had just put up the yellow caution banners all around the park and we were like oh yeah it's hard to process that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i looked down and there was this really beautiful blue rock and it, and it said inhale exhale and i was like wait i'm sorry yeah about that yeah. and i just took a picture of it and left it there for the next person. And when I got home, I uploaded the picture and was like, yep, somebody's saying something again. I mean, they took a rock and basically pounded me over the head that I have got to continue to, to stop and breathe and put things back in perspective. So I, that was the next rock that I made then. And that was the rock that I gave to Mr. Lane. So from there, it just kind of, I put it, I started doing that as my gratitude journal. So I stopped drawing my gratitude journal and I started doing it on rocks. If that you, makes sense. you have a great collection of rocks behind you. <laughs> I mean, look yeah, at, them, look at those flat rocks. I mean, I feel like you've been like at the beach, like, you know, where gorgeous. like the waves are just like smooth yeah. those things out. <laughs> Yeah. You know, to find yes, those in the desert I is love impressive. The, smooth, the smoother, the better. Um, no, I didn't get all of those from here. Um, so it turned out that I was doing like, I did about a month of these rocks and they started to pick up on Instagram. And I started doing like houses and cars and I started making little villages because again, I know I'm just a little bit, I'm a little left of center and I, like, I just want to make little villages and dolls and stuff like that. So I started making those and then I started making kits because people wanted something to do with their kids during COVID. And so I made little PDFs of how to paint rock villages and cars. 
and started to put those out on my Instagram. Um, from there, I got a random email from an art director who works with a company, a publishing house in um, the New England states up in Kennebunkport. Kennebunkport, Maine. Maine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I was like, I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's so beautiful there. Like, if you've never it been to is. Kennebunkport, like, uh, yeah, I can't even believe like, that's a real place. You know, it's, it uh, is. Uh, the George Bush Sr. has a house there. It's like the Bush mm -hmm. compound. It like, goes right that's up there. That's the name of the city? Kennebunk. Mm -hmm. Kennebunkport. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I've been following your rocks. Um, we would like to do a rock kit. Would you be interested in being the artist and the author for this rock kit? And I was like, I'm sorry, this just seems like spam. <laughs> wise, you know, it's wise to check that out. Right, right. And he's like, no, it's real. And then he sent me the company of the publisher and I was like, well, this is a publisher that has been on my three year goal list to try to be a children's book author illustrator i would like to sell a manuscript and write a children's book for this company wow. and from there it just kind of we started to talk about what that looked like and would i be interested in making 16 rocks and a how-to book and include all of the steps and take all the pictures and that type of thing so the the i was overjoyed and ecstatic the the biggest part of it was that i only had 30 days to do it it came oh in on june 1st and i had to have it done by today at midnight so is it done okay i was gonna say i was like i was like i don't want to be taking... i nailed it right, that should have been your nailed it and i love oh that i i call you the day before a big deadline not even knowing and you carve out you don't even say oh, like that, i know yeah, that's that, I totally was like, yes, this works when I was taking my notes of what I want to nail it and feel it. So that, that was my nailed it. I, I know I remember talking to Mrs. Schofield back on June 1st and saying, I don't know how I can make this deadline. I do the remember. The only way I was able to make it was with the help of my family and my husband who just was like, I will carve out this time for you. And, and the kids have been really supportive and helpful. So, you know, one thing Myra that I was just remembering too, is, you know, what a gift for you because right when we broke for, yeah. you know, whatever, like we thought we were doing spring break. Right. And then mm -hmm. we didn't ever come back. You were supposed to start these like little mini book signing tours because you yes. just had a book released where you had illustrated. That was your second book right that you had illustrated mm -hmm. such a big deal I know you were so excited and then all of that came to a screeching halt for you and um, so to have this come up you know from when you just did like a natural outpouring of like you turned an off you turned a situation that was not ideal into an opportunity just for the the emotional health of it and then there was this huge gift that came out of it which is pretty cool hundred percent like I'm still when I look back on it just like I'm not sure that happened that that just is really um so I try to keep myself down centered and processing on that because 
That was really amazing. Because we wanted to come to your, yeah, we're, we were, we're going to surprise you. Yeah. One of your book signings. Yeah, like, we were, and, uh, we, that was on our plan. And then yeah. like, so you know, COVID. And I'm, um, like, I'm like, you can't tell her. You can't yeah. tell her. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there. And, and so we're so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Now, what, what is the title of the book? And when can we see this book dropping on Amazon? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't have the title. It's like I just finished all of the the writing for it last night, late last night. And so it's in the editor's hands right now. It will drop uh, and be ready for the Christmas time. So it'll come out in like October. And I think it's going to several of like the warehouse stores like Costco or Sam's Club. Uh, oh, wow, that's cool. Be... Love both of those places. Actually, only one of them, but... I was going to say, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, you're talking about the power of social media, you know, and, like, what yes. crazy times, and, you know, like, you like kind of think about, like, everything happens for a reason, and, you know, yeah. we always love to hear, like, how social media is being used in a positive way. Me and you both love Twitter, and, like, we get so much out of Twitter, and mm -hmm. we just think it's such a powerful thing, but, you know, for this to be on Instagram, and good thing you had your guard up. You're like, someone just stole my wallet. I don't trust you. I mean, you probably stole my wallet. Like, uh, you know, and uh, what's the name of the, uh, what's the name of the publishing company? They're called Cider House Press Mills. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's been the best forum for you with your, um, with your art, uh, your, your artistic side, you know, you being an illustrator and wanting to kind of, and I know you wanted to act, you want to actually author a book. And I, um, I think that this goes hand in hand, but I also kind of get the feeling that you want to like, um, a story as well, you know, that that's kind of your next move, but which, uh, platform, which social media platform has been the best for you to get, you know, kind of exposure and professionally where you grow and kind of can share out like what things have been useful for you you want to do instagram and you want your instagram handle to be your name because that's your art so you don't want like a catchy like i used to be called cinnamon heart studios because i love cinnamon hearts anything cinnamon is my favorite thing but people would be really confused like i don't understand who cinnamon hearts is so i had to rebrand and re uh redo my instagram to be my romano illustration that helps a lot actually and then i needed to build a website so i used squarespace to build a website and also had my um shopping cart run through the squarespace platform so i can take credit cards actually through that how did you so figure all that out things help. um I did used to, that was part, when I worked at Smuckers, I worked in the internet part of it. So I was writing code and building websites, like with the style sheets and using Photoshop and HTML and Java and that type I, of stuff. Why do I not know this already? Why? That's awesome, man. Yeah. You're dropping bombshells oh, on wow. us, man. You're, you're, you're like the original code wow. star, you know? Yeah. Well, Not so much. It was when I graduated from college, it was 1995. And I had just taken Photoshop on the old Lisa computers. And Photoshop was it was a black and white. <laughs> and they would be like, so do your art and envision it in color on the computer because all we had was black and white. So huh. I started on that and worked through up to the big guys now. 
the Lisa, Steve Jobs named it after his daughter there, you know? Uh, I, I love, I would still love to have an old school Lisa and turn it into a fish tank. I think there's yeah. some That'd be awesome. Now, and I love how you, you know, you and your husband do such a great job incorporating your boys into the Kiva planks, anything mm -hmm. you can do, get them to be creative. What have been some of the highlights that uh, you, you've had with the boys over this, uh, this uh, pandemic? Dominoes and um, puzzles. Those were the two big things. And before it got crazy hot hiking. It's just way, way too hot, even going far away here to hike. The snakes now, are out. Just, the snakes are out. And the insects, like on the trails, are just, they swarm, and it's really not a pleasant opportunity to do such a thing. I would love to kayak like you guys have. That's on the list. Gotta, so gotta, that gotta would be one. our next Our next goal is to get one of the kayaks. I highly suggest that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Make, so much fun. Make sure you get the back support on yeah, that. Yeah, don't worry. That's we're going to set him up <laughs> next time. It really is. Trust me. Now, yeah, I'm now, that. now with the twins, what, what has been the hardest thing for your, for your twin boys with uh, school closing and, you know, what, what have they struggled with, um, you know, with this whole When the internet goes down, Mr. Lane, when the internet <laughs> goes down. Like it yes. just went down this morning. Uh, I, I was like waking up at 7.30, mom, mom, I can't get online. Did you turn it off? Because that was the other thing was I, I did get a new panoramic router and have the ability to turn off from the bed or from the line at Chick-fil-A, anybody's particular <laughs> place when needed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's powerful uh, right that there. Is, oh, inspiration to everybody. Nice I little app that. on my phone and I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And I just pick, pick up the app and you know, yeah, get my thumb hovering ready to go. That is amazing. Um, wait, I was just gonna. Oh, so how has so you, uh, uh, Lane said something about the esports thing. So, like, yeah. can you kind of talk about that whole thing for them? Because your boys were pretty active, um, when we would do the tournaments and stuff. That um, was the holy grail, Mrs. Schofield. That was the lifeline, the preserver everything, the, the, the boat from Titanic when it's gone. That was. <laughs> So it. how do you feel as a parent? Because I think it's a little tough for us to navigate. Like, there's not a lot of places the kids can go right now. No. Um, how do you not. feel about them gaming? And like, what's that been like? Uh, I'm down. I, I'm, I am. Um, and not both of the twins aren't always, I have one that wants right. to all, like, that could, you know, IV into it. Yeah. <laughs> The other one has to have like 10, 20 minute intervals and then he'll be like, I'm just completely done. So he is growing a garden in his bedroom. That was the other thing is I bought an air garden for him because he wanted to garden and I have no green thumbs at all. So yeah, the air garden, he's growing tomatoes in his, in his room. That is amazing. So, I've never yeah, heard of an air garden. Have you? Oh, they're really, really cool. Yeah. I thought really you were cool. joking. Like, I thought that was like all that he could keep alive was air. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I, I think I would nail that right well, then there. People give you fake plants and you're like, I'm going to kill it. And yeah. they're like, it's impossible. I'm, totally. I'm terrible. I'm terrible with that. I tell people, like, this is not my gift, you know. Yes, the air garden. And he has a fish tank that recycles the water. And the fish tank on top of it also grows. So he's growing um, 
herbs in that. Wow. He likes, um, he likes salads. So it's a thing. Wow. This is impressive. I feel like I gotta gotta get my kids out there doing more. The esports thing. I mean, yeah, I just, again, put it in perspective, like literally, um, I can make them read and, and they would, but they're getting different things out of the participating in that esports league. They had to figure out how to get in that that room to begin with. They had to learn time management. They set their alarms on their little phones so that they could get on ten minutes early so they could make sure they got in that room. That's that. awesome. That to me means more than not being online, if that makes sense. It was yeah. Because that's like the soft skills, the life stuff. Mm -hmm. If you can just learn how to schedule your day and and make sure you eat and use the restroom, that'd be (laughs) good. Showering. I wouldn't mind saying I'm just (laughs) popping in that shower a little bit. I mean, every third day you get in that shower, I'm going to give you some special accolades. That's what I'm talking about. I know. Now, uh, we love your boys. You're raising some amazing kids there. Now, I know you must be having a hard time. You're so active on campus and helping out. And, you know, and then now we're this year, it's like you've been such a powerful volunteer on our campus. And then that part is is taken away from you. Can you talk about from the parent side where it's like now guests are no longer going to be be able to visit campus? I mean, how many projects has she helped you out with this year? So much. Well, because you came in for Moxie. She came in to help with the the lab day and the tie-dye. And remember with our shirts, the Rubik's shirts. Oh, yeah, the design. Um, Huge. design for that. Yeah. So like. We should talk about what they do with Moxie. I, yeah. I thought that was such a powerful day. We should have led with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to this question, but I just want you to talk about what uh, Myra came in for Moxie. I get the goosebumps when I think about it because that was all part of, you know, do I stay home as a full-time mom or do I go back to work? And I was like, if I'm staying home, I want to try to, I'm, I'm a fan of the kids and doing things with them or, or with their school or how I could support that type of thing to help build their perspective. So I still get the goosebumps thinking that that is not going to be there for the younger kids coming in at kindergarten. I I know there's something lost because and teachers. Yeah. You know, for me, well, you, even as, as you were just talking, I just remembered like two other things. Like when I needed, um, those plug-in kettles, you know, like the electric kettles, like you summoned them up. And then there was another thing that you, oh, my play when I needed you to help me with the, the costume so thing. Like, that was so man, fun. like I'm realizing I'm kind of going to go into, <laughs> I'm a little, a little bit in trouble this year, but you know, so um, when you came in, so when I asked you to come in to help out with the moxies when they were doing their storyboarding, um, you know, it was funny because you said, you know, you were listening to the pod and, and you could hear that we had, you know, kind of a lot going on. And you said, you know, um, I could help, I could help with the girls. And, and then I realized, you know, for the, it was for the drone competition, right? Yeah. So for the drone competition that we're doing, um, they needed to kind of tell a story and you came in and you did a, a, a presentation to the girls about just kind of how you map things out. And it was so powerful for the girls. Number one, you don't have a daughter there. And so the, I think 
we've always been touched, but then we, you see it with the kids when people take the time to invest in kids um, that they don't even necessarily have a specific, you know, like there's no specific connection. It's just that you want to do something for other people and you have that heart. And so it was really, really uh, I mean, a beautiful thing for me to see you with the girls. And I, I know that they loved, I mean, they were some characters, right? You, I mean, we would walk around and we were just, you and I were just cracking up that day, but it was really cool because you got to kind of explain to them, um, how you approached what you do and how that can actually help them and what they were going to be starting as far as like telling a story and painting a picture and like how you do that. Um, so what was that like for you? That was like my opportunity. Oh, that's not good. Uh-oh. Did somebody hit the button? No, what no, I'm wondering no. is it? Oh, wait, hold oh, on. you're back. All yeah, right. you have to go All right. because it All right. So you started with like, I thought, <laughs> I thought somebody hit the button at your house. I thought the boys were reverse and tricking yeah. on you. Um, so you're talking I'm about- I'm the you. only one. I got all of it right here. Not even Mike has to Hilarious. Oh, no, it's me. Your internet connection is unstable. No, you're fine. So go on, talking about your opportunity to work with the girls. I was like, hey, Myra, here's your opportunity to step up and say, show the teachers how grateful you are for what they've done. Because everything that you just said, Mrs. Schofield, is everything that's in my heart that I see for you. You guys are giving back to kids that aren't yours every single moment of your entire day, even when you're home sleeping, like you're dreaming up the next sweet thing that you're going to present to them like, hey let's do a STEM lab or, Hey, let's learn how to do a podcast. Cause that's real. Those are like real marketable skills for 2024. Cause I just had to fill out the registrations and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Cameron's graduating. In 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and so I'm seeing you guys putting everything that you have into trying to get them ready to graduate in, in those years. So I was like, I've got to figure out how can I give back even a third of what I see those teachers giving to the kids that aren't theirs every single day. Well, the cool thing is, is I don't think people really realize like for us, you know, that's like, we eat, sleep, breathe. That's what, like, we love being, getting to do what we do. Like we're very passionate. We, we love being teachers. Like it's, it's who we are, but we have a, uh, an, there's only so much we can do individually, but then collectively, every time someone partners with you, it just extends how much, it, you know, richer and what that experience is going to be like. And it's just an amazing feeling. And I know you feel the same way that when someone says, you know, Hey, I'm going to, I'd like to throw something in too, and kind of do that help out. And it's just a, cause I, I don't have that background in what you did for the girls. And it, there were a lot of aha moments and their storylines. I don't even know if you remember, but those girls came up with some of the coolest things that day. I mean, it was like chills. Like it just kept getting chills every time I'd hear them talk. So it was just a really cool opportunity or experience for me. And the cool thing too is, you know, like, you know, you're, you're a different kind of silent partner too. Cause I, whenever I'm riding uh, my longboard in the neighborhood and if I see a CR Verde uh, Rubik's cube shirt, I get excited. I'm like, Oh man, we screen press that, you know? Yeah. And, and you are in there on the spot and you're like, I'll buy this font. You know, you're like, it's, it's two ninety nine, oh you know, and, <laughs> right. and you just bought that font like on the spot and you know, that's your design. And you think about those little things that are an impact 
And like this year has to be hard for you as a parent. Like Cam's going into high school. Your boys are going into eighth grade. Like, you know, there's potential that, you know, you're not going to be able to assist on campus, which has been such a big part of your life. Uh, talk about like, you know, me and Mrs. Schofield often talk about what a special place the Air Birdie is. We wouldn't want our kids going anywhere else on the planet and just so fortunate. So just kind of talk about your experience. I know how much like how much teachers value you because you always pick them up and you're always the first one to kind of pick them up. But as a parent, talk about uh, what SV is meant to you and your family. SV has meant everything. It is the reason that we switched. We were going to a private school when Cameron was in second grade and the twins were in first grade. And we pulled them out in the middle of the year when Sierra Verde had three open spots in first grade and second grade. And we were like, we're, we're in. We've got to get in. How do we do this? So that was how important it was for us back then because of the method of teaching that Sierra Verde does, which is to me, when you boil it down, it's, it's hands-on learning. And I was trying to find that atmosphere where my children, particularly their learning style works best, and it's been hands-on learning. And that for us has been the hardest part through COVID with distance learning is they're hands-on. They learn best by, by being hands-on and doing in-school activities. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's, I, I treasure all of that learning opportunity time for them. So Sierra Verde fosters that environment and works through the ups and downs through open communication, a lot of transparency, and it's, it's been the best thing for them. And I am hoping that some somehow the new normal can still include that. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a hard thing I'm having as a, as a teacher and parent. You've been taking it a little better than myself where uh, Deer Valley hasn't released like what our guidelines are, but we looked at Tucson's yesterday and there was like no collaborative learning and I was like I was like I was like how are you taking this so well I'm like that's your whole class I'm like that's what I do I'm like I'm like I just have groups going on the floor building Kiva yes. Legos like working iPads. with cardboard yes. and cutting yes. and making pinball machines out of yes. air which is what I my kids learn best by just yes. that whole process even but, if it doesn't turn out but why did I say I was calm I I, I don't know I forget <laughs> I know it was just yesterday, but you said, you said, we'll figure it out. I think yeah. that's what you said. I like, said, uh, because you, it's true. Like if that's ripped out from our, you know, our toolbox, you know, here's the thing. It's a non-negotiable for both of us. Like it's a non-negotiable. We have to find a new way. That's it. Like we just have to find same. a new way to do it. There's no way we cannot have that learning environment in our classroom. So if we can't do it the normal way, then now we have to figure out how we're going to do it because there's no way we can just give that up. There's yeah. just no way. So it's just kind of a challenge for us to figure out like, okay, so now what, now what we, what, what will we do? Because it is imperative that we figure that out. I couldn't agree more. And kids get so much out of it and talk about like those soft skills, those skills for life of just working together and just, think about no collaborative learning is, you know, just taking huge step backs. You know, you talk about like, you know, the progress students might have lost 
within the fourth quarter and the home learning, but, and then to have them back there and then not have that, it just, yeah, my heart just shrunk a little. I know. (laughs) And it's natural to feel that way, right? It's natural to feel that way. And what you just said is so like, it's so true, which I wasn't even thinking about, but these kids are out of practice about socialization, you know, socialization. Mm -hmm. They're out of practice with working together to solve a problem because they've been also isolated and separated. And yeah, you have three boys in one house together, but they're probably not collaborating a ton. You know, they're kind of all just doing their own thing. (laughs) So, you know, we have to get them back in the habit of doing that, but we have to find a new way to make sure they get back in the habit because otherwise you're sending kids off to high school that are ill-prepared to to tap into that. And that's one of the best things that we offer the kids. Like that's something that sets us apart like no other place. We are all about collaboration. We're all about that style of learning. And so it would be a missed opportunity and a disservice to our kids if we don't figure out how to keep doing that same, you know, instilling those same skills in them in a way that they can take with them because they have to take that with them to high school. They just do. They have to. Amen. I want to be in your boat, whether I am uh, hanging on or, (laughs) you you know, you got me on a tube and back. (laughs) There's no tubing. Tubing has been shut down. (laughs) Right. Specifically tubing. Yeah, I know. It's so random. I was like, people are tubing? I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about that, but still. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Just, you know, as I've said many times, these are uncertain times. And, you know, as teachers, we're all parents, we're gonna embrace this and we're gonna get creative, you know, in the classroom, at home with our own kids, in our lives and you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I saw Mrs. Engler on my bike ride this morning. And what did I say? I was like, I was like, that just made my day. You know, I was like that human connectedness and my kids were dying for water. But that even in that moment, like I saw, like they've lost like that little social thing. They might've been really thirsty, but they said Ryan, really Ryan thirsty. gave a cute smile. And like, those are, you know, that lady is the world to my kids. And, you know, yeah. for me to stop and, you know, be six feet away and talk for five minutes. It just like, you know, it's hard for me to understand like we're in a world like where we're so connected on our campus. And then to think like six months, you know, we're not all going to be on that campus together and, and talking and seeing each other. And I just think about how important those connections are and how happy I was just to see Mrs. Englerth and, you know, have that moment uh, to smile and laugh. And, and like what you said, you're like, you know, you're like connections are everything, you know, connections connections make the world go round. Well, and you know, what's so funny is I was talking to Mrs. Bonham yesterday and her sister just got married this past weekend, man, she just barely got in there before the, the new regulations about, you know, gatherings and stuff. So I'm happy for her, but she was really, really, and we've all been there because we've all had little kids. And, uh, when your kids don't behave the way you want them to, and it's, social setting, right? Especially when they're little and it's, they have like these meltdowns and it's very public and it's, it's tough on you as a parent. Um, and she was really, she was really kind of bummed out about it and confused. And she said, he doesn't normally ever behave that way. Like that's not, he doesn't act like that. And I have no idea, like, why would he act that way? And then when you realize these kids, no matter if it's a little, little, 
all the way up into the upper grades, they have been put into an area of isolation and they're out of practice. Like they're out of practice. They're out of practice for social, uh, social moments. Like you've run into a couple people where you're like, ah, like I want my kids to like talk to them or whatever, but you know, we've kept them in their house and like, they're not really interacting with a ton of people and it takes practice. Like that's stuff that you, you, it becomes kind of just your natural behavior when you're doing that all the time. But think about that for a kid that's okay. I think he's three. I'm really bad. Bon, I'm sorry. If your kid is two, I don't remember, but three, something like that. He's around that. Ouch, yeah. Like that. Sorry. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm apologizing for her. Bonham. I barely know the ages of my own kids. I'd like to say, because <laughs> um, you asked yesterday if Sam was 13 and I won't lie. I took one beat more than I should have. So anyway, my point is she was really bummed out about it. And I said, you know, that poor kid has had very little. And then all of a sudden, not only have you surrounded him with a ton of people, but everyone's looking at him. And it's like, you forget what that feels like. And it's super, super overwhelming. And if you think about that, just from a little kid who's two or three or whatever, um, all the way up to Cam's age, or even Ella as a junior or a senior, mm -hmm. whatever, we have to kind of get back into the practice of like, you know, social norms and how you interact and then go back into a collaborative kind of mentality and being able to communicate effectively. Again, they're going to, we're going to have to reteach a lot of these things because they, you know, we've forced them to not practice them because we've had to, you know, so. Oh, man, food for thought there. I, I mean, I love you. it. No, this is this has been such a good time. It's been long overdue. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, Myra, for coming on. Thank this you has guys. been, you know, Not enough so, words of thanks. You know, and you know, anytime we're in a pinch, we know we can turn to you, and and then you're like, I'll have Myra do it. I'm like, yes, let's have Myra do it. <laughs> you know, and uh, so you know, like your impact to our campus, and yeah. you know, sharing your amazing boys with us. You know, like. You know, we are better people because of them. It's true. And we just love um, the fact that you are such a hands-on participant in education and in their life, but in, you know, all the stuff that you've helped shoulder with us. And we're super, super grateful. And I can't tell you how much it means to us when you reach out after you've listened to one of the pods or just about the pod. Um, it really means so much because we, you know, we do our thing and we put it out there, but it, it really does fill our bucket to hear from you and um, just the things that you do to encourage us. So we just, you know, we're really grateful for that. I just love you guys so much. I am just so grateful that to have all of you guys in our lives and that you put up with our insanity. So <laughs> you are no, and truly, and you know, you know, everyone can learn from you in terms of how you fill teachers buckets. Yeah. Like, you know, every teacher, it's not just us. It's yeah. every teacher you come across. And I just hear stories and stories mm -hmm. and be like, Myra did this. She gave me this gift basket. She said this. And, you know, when we think about how we end every podcast, you know, we always say, if you can be anything in the world, be kind. And I, I think you, you are the true definition, mm -hmm. you know, what comes to mind. And in terms of, Teachers are going to need love. Parents are going to need love. And our kids' kids are going to need the most love uh, in these next, I guess, month, month and a half. You know, it's kind Jury's of big. still out. Jury's still yeah, out. So fingers crossed. And uh, thank you so much for everything, Myra. And yeah. I'll say it one more time, people. If you can be anything in the world, be kind.
Now, if you loved hearing stories like this, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Every Tuesday, the latest episode of The Nailed It Wall will be downloaded to your phone or your device. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. You're going to see Myra's book publishing company, mm -hmm. some of her posts. I'm going to tweet out her rock, uh, all of our crazy things that we're doing, maybe some kite videos. Follow us on Twitter. And you can find me at a positive proton. And Myra, what, what are your social media plugs you want to tag? I'm at Myra Romano Illustration on Instagram. And then what's your website name? Myra Romano Illustration. Boom. Mind blown. Check it out. <laughs>